From Jamit Studios, it's the Made in Africa podcast, a show where African founders and entrepreneurs shared stories behind their businesses and some of the experiences they've gathered along the way. Sit back, relax, and let's get learning. Welcome everyone to another episode of the Made in Africa podcast. I'm your host, Kimishi Samuel, and I'm here in the studio with Mr. David Larry Messon. He's the CEO of First Founders, and we've brought him onto the show to discuss with us how the company came to be and his own unique insights into what the startup ecosystem is here in Nigeria. Mr. David, welcome to the show. Thank you for inviting me to Made in Africa. Yeah. I made a very beautiful show, and um, I'm hoping that we'll be able to really you know treat the topic <laughs> like the trash heart heart. Exactly. <laughs> i hope so too um so i won't do uh, any more introductions please introduce yourself to us okay so um yes this is david lymer so a lot of people know me as dlm um originally i was an idea strategist and then i moved on to becoming a startup builder um my work is basically hinged around building startups um, raising funds for them and taking them to market. So critically, building startups in, in end-to-end yeah. and then raising that fund and then also taking them to market. And uh, I've been there for 16 years, wow. um, operating within the SME system and then a transition into the tech space in 2017. Okay. And um, But I was off and on. But yeah. of course, last year, a set of first founders to look you know, holistically into the tech ecosystem by helping early stage founders. I seem to be more passionate about early stage founders because I feel that they encounter more challenges than those who have already kind of surpassed that stage. So um, helping them to take the ideas from that unsubstantiated space into something more commercial and building that startup into an MVP, minimum viable product, so that they can be attractive to, to investors, investors yeah. and also to users. Because those are the two important elements that um, early stage founders tend to have issues with in the context of building their startup. So helping them to build their product, find market fit. So that's yeah. what First Founders is. First Founders is that venture studio trying to help you know, early stage founders build their yeah. product into MVPs. All right. Thank you very much, David. Yeah. We'll look further into venture studios because actually... I believe many of our listeners may not be exactly. knowledgeable it's about an emerging, it's an emerging I mean, yeah, it's business, business model. It's a business model exactly. in Africa. It's been there in the US for a very long time. Yeah. Another part is very prominent in Dubai, in the Middle East especially. Yeah. Even. But in Nigeria, it's just beginning to surface. surface yeah. It's a lot different from accelerators and incubators. Sorry to cut you there. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to ask this exact question, but like further down yeah, in, in yeah. the interview. But yeah, yeah, for yeah. now, um, let's discuss what your childhood was like. Yeah, what was childhood. like growing up? <laughs> I discovered myself at age nine. Okay. And um, But that discovery came to full understanding of self at age 19. Oh, okay. And um, at 19, I started playing with ideas and all of that. But before 19, I'd already kind of delved into entrepreneurship. I made my first 10,000 when I was 15 years old. And that was when I became very interested in entrepreneurship. So when I was in school, I was like, I'm never going to work for anybody. I'm just going to be an entrepreneur. I just want to be my own boss, employ people. And most especially, you know, raise well creators and all that. So from there, after school, I I set up an initiative called um, Green Yagi. We won the Leap Africa Youth Leadership Award in 2008 or so. Wow. And we were also selected as one of our young African leaders in 2007 due to our work. What were we doing? We were trying to raise entrepreneurs, empower them with skills, empower them with resources that they need in a hub-like style. Okay. As I did, because I had a hub. Yeah. But, um, you know, we haven't come to the full-fledged of hub as at that time. Maybe we would have been the number one hub in Africa <laughs> now. Who knows? You know, really. But yeah. then I, I gathered a lot of young people and trying to empower them. You need to be this. You need this what you need to learn and all of that is what you need to be able to become an entrepreneur yeah. and we were able to reach as many young people as possible as at that time yeah. you know and then the reality is that um that journey in itself for me you know has continued to kind of help me grow all of that mm-hmm. but talking about i mean that's from the business side yeah. and uh, but from the family side um i'm the first of four my, my father is an old school teacher my mom is a trader Mm-hmm. You know, I'm from Lagos, Badagri. Yeah. You know, I grew up practically in Lagos, okay. uh, but I've traveled around several places trying mm-hmm. to understand culture yeah. and people and all of that. 
And again, um, I've been in business quite a while now, but I failed a lot of times as an entrepreneur. I mean, I made it first when I started my business, but of course, you know, as, you, as an entrepreneur, once you are beginning to deviate from purpose, okay, and you think that you can only be driven by maybe the vision that you have, yeah. unconnected with the purpose, you lose sight of the mission that you were set out, you know, so to really roll on. Yeah. And um, with that in mind, I, I began to crumble in every business mm. because I wasn't connecting back to the purpose. Okay. And that is when you don't understand that purpose, anything yeah. will appeal to you. Yeah. And that happened to me. I was making the money, but I was diverting the money into other things because I felt that it's about making more money, money yeah. not understanding that it's more about the purpose mm. and the mission has to be consistent with the purpose. So I failed with infinite impact. I, I failed with green Yagi. I started toy job and I failed. I started coded investors. Oh. I failed. I started at <laughs> Kubi. I failed. <laughs> but <laughs> definitely know? those experiences were... Yes. Yeah, you know, I keep saying something. You. I've helped people succeed in their own businesses mm. while I failed in my own businesses. <laughs> but the question is, they keep coming back to me and say, help us. <laughs> and that was when I understood that um, failure in itself is not failure. It is wisdom gathered through practical approach to living or doing your own thing. So um, I've gathered a lot of wisdom. Wisdom not to fail. And I think I'm very excited about all of those failures yeah. because uh, when you're ambidextrous as a person, I'm a very ambidextrous person okay. and still ambidextrously evolving which means that I, I can do things with my left hand and my right, right hand, hand at the at same, same time. time. Yeah. You know, with that, you know, kind of put me on what a lot of people will say, oh, it's multi-talented, you could do a lot of things. I, really, I'm multi-talented. I can okay. sing, I can rap, oh, really? I can do poetry, I can model, I can act, you know, wow. I can just do all of these crazy <laughs> <Jack> things. <Wall> <laughs> <tree>. <laughs> you understand that? <laughs> and not knowing that, even if you can do all of these things, yeah. it's important for you to have a pick point. You know, and what I mean by pick is P-I-C-K. Okay. What are you picking from all of the things that you want to do okay. that can bolster you into the environment where you can explore? Okay. The truth is that you can't do everything at the same time no, even can't. when you discover all of these things about yourself yeah. so and that is where SWOT analysis comes in you need to be able to find out where you are most strong and know where your weaknesses lie so as to be able to say okay this is what I'm going to invest a lot of my time in yeah. this is what I'm going to develop myself more in and this is where I'm going to develop the relationships that I need to develop more in okay. because the truth is this for you to be successful beyond the fact that you must have content and context to what you are doing you must also have contact people Definitely. and these people must be within a particular cycle and echo system because these are the people that will believe in you that can attest to your consistency yeah. and can actually drive you to growing from point A to point B point B to point C you understand so I lost all of those things but now what it has done since I couldn't succeed with those things at that time yeah. what it has done for me now is to build a lot of wisdom Definitely. for me and that has helped me to sort of know how to manage myself as a yeah. human being yeah. to manage people onto becoming who they really need to become yeah. and also managing the company that I'm running on one hand, which is now very, very important to me, you know? And I'll keep talking about my failures because for me, it doesn't mean that I'm not brilliant. It doesn't mean I'm not intelligent. It doesn't mean that I don't know what I was doing, yeah. but I was just carried away by the fact that I wanted to do more. Okay. And in trying to do more, I was losing myself mm. and losing track of what I really need to do yeah. in the midst of all of this. And I think it's a learning curve Definitely. for me and it's yeah. also a learning curve for a lot of people as well. So those are practically, you know, some little spices about who I am and how I grew up as a person. All right. Uh, thank you very much, uh, David. You really like touched everything <laughs> I was wanting to hear. <laughs> okay, but now I want to know about your professional experience. Definitely, you spent quite some time as an entrepreneur, but yeah. did you at any point work with a company, a firm, or what was your professional experience like leaving mm -hmm. higher institution? I get it. So, yeah. to be honest with you, um, I volunteered more. Mm. You know, not particularly work. Yeah. But at some point, I also worked. Okay. But the beginning was to volunteer, and the organization that I came in contact with in volunteering was Leap Africa, a leadership okay. in organization. And I was trying to help them raise more young people to understand leadership. Because for yeah. me, I feel leadership, leader, everything rises and follow leadership. Yeah, you yeah, know? that's true. And um, that volunteering itself helped me build uh, my professional capacity mm. in several things, you yeah. understand. But... Um, it also serves as a foundation for me to understand the pathway in which I think that I have strength, which okay. was more in communication. I studied mass communication as my first course. 
And with all of that, I went on to work with Lagos State Public Service Staff Development Center, PSSDC, under Fashola, and I was appointed as one of the youngest communication consultants. So and I was wow. I was there for almost a year. Okay. And I also developed my professional capacity yeah, there. Definitely. Then afterwards I went on to work with Marco Sport Group as the head of communications and marketing. Okay. And then also worked as um head of communication marketing for um a company, I can't, I can't remember this company anyway, but um, I mean, yeah. it's owned by um, somebody I, I've come to respect a lot. Let me share okay. some of Yeah. Okay, I think the name of the company is Universal Anchor. Okay. You know, but in between all of that, I always negotiate something. I want to have my freedom to run my business. Yeah. You understand? Yeah. So while I was doing all of those work in developing yeah. my professional capacity. Make sure you had time for yourself. As I was doing other yeah. things as yeah. an entrepreneur, you know, yeah. really. So it was after working with Lagos State Government that I just, um, you know, zoned out of having to work for <laughs> yes. everybody and say, hey, man, you know what? I'm going go to do your interpretation. Yeah, go feel galant there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know? All right. You know, so that, yeah. I think that's that's the journey for me, chronically um, it. So definitely, um, the path of entrepreneurship had already been laid very way, early way, way, you. way back. It's always been entrepreneurship. Yeah. It is all what I always want to do. You know, the funny thing as an entrepreneur, I've tried different sectors, music. Okay. You know, <laughs> agriculture, yeah. and I was just everywhere, really. Yeah. You know, so I think that um, it's always been entrepreneurship, mm-hmm. and it will always be. And I've garnered a lot of experience with entrepreneurship. You know, Definitely. and um, I've also recorded some success stories. Mm-hmm. They are not like what I started myself, so, but they were yeah. things I started for people. I've okay. helped people start business from ground zero, oh. move them up the ladder. And yeah. today, they are valued at say hundred million, fifty million, yeah. and all of that, and yeah. they are employing people. So with first founders, not with first founders, an individual okay. land range before first founders. Before first wow. founders, you okay. understand. Yeah. So, and I've done that with a couple of businesses, and yeah. with that, I've, I mean, I had several of these young CEOs who are like my mentees and all okay. that. So, I think all of these experiences. I've come to play with first founders. You okay, know, right yeah, now, yeah. first founders, since we started, we started with our traditional business model, really. Okay. And we're just helping people translate their traditional business model into digital operating models. Yeah. You know, so we're not particularly saying they want to build end-to-end. Okay. We just say, okay, uh, why are you running your business without a website? Site. Mm-hmm. Then we help develop a standard website okay. that will engage and adopt users. Okay. You understand? Yeah. So we did that. And then I came again, I was like, you know what? The real vision for First Founder is to build startups end to end, but this time around tech startups. And then mm. we moved on to that. Okay. You get. Yeah. And right now, Ali, we are building about 15 startups right now. Wow. Um, we will launch two next year, January. Mm. We are going to launch, say, another two sometime in April. And we'll launch the other ones in July next year based yeah. on our trajectory. I think All it's right. one of the reasons why I brought the product manager. Yeah, she will okay. me so that I can be a witness. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know? And I don't know but, yeah. but the, the truth is that so far, so good. Mm-hmm. We have been identifying a crop of young people who are burning with ideas, mm-hmm. but um, do not have the experience to translate that idea into a into product. A product yeah. Exactly. And some of them are either lacking um, the resources to do that mm-hmm. or... They don't just know the roadmap, all of those things. So we are there as a company to take your business, your startup idea through six major stages, the ideation, the validation, the creation, the spin out, as well as um, the scale up and then exit really. So we, and and through ideation, we do a lot of product scoping, trying to understand the market that your product is basically Mm -hmm. targeting. And then also we try to validate it with research and statistics to ensure that there's an an existing market, a niche Mm -hmm. that we want to really cover with our product yeah. and then I'll, we will deliver that product to that market and we further go on to creating that product either as a web-based startup or yeah. a mobile app-based okay. startup you understand yeah. and then all our work is sort of end-to-end then we do growth hacking the marketing of that product yeah. and then of course we will go on to fundraising for yeah. that product and all of that and for all of this we take an equity in your business although there are there are other ways that we can as well work okay you know instead of we are taking equity in your startup yeah. we have our own in-house startup where we recruit founders to come run for us for 20 percent equity in their company right. we do all of the funding yeah. but of course we have people who say you know what i don't want to give equity okay build for us we'll pay you hmm. so we have an mvp accelerator program okay where you apply we have our discussions with you. So we use yeah. the same venture studio model All to right. run that for you. Okay. And, but you got to pay us for doing that yeah. for, 
you. And also, we just came up with a new product for institutions, mm-hmm. organizations, multinationals who want to create like a parallel tech business by the yeah. side to be able to look into new markets. You understand? So we have, we call that the Startup Build Project. So the Startup Build Project, it helps institutions and organizations to set up a digital system or a digital product, right. you know, that they can take to market just yeah. in case disruption happens to okay. them. Yeah. You understand? You see how GTB was running on traditional business model and they now came out with Bank 737, which was now the translation of that same traditional banking, banking model, model into a so digital yes, banking model. model. Yeah. And with that, that has actually helped them to bolster the market Definitely, so strongly. Yes. You understand? Yes. So a lot of companies need to begin to also look at that and mm-hmm. see, okay, let us think out of the box. What do we really need to do at this point in time in our business? so that technology does not disrupt us. Yeah. You understand? Yeah. Yes, we agree that technology is an enabler, but mm-hmm. the truth is that digital consumption is beginning to really take a toll on the population in the yeah. country and across the world. You understand? So as an entrepreneur, you'll be running a successful business but still kind of hinged on traditional business model. You should begin doesn't to think anymore. about, exactly, you need yeah. to begin to think about how to create your own digital operating yeah. model and that is where we come in. Okay. You understand? As a company where we get to help you yeah. look into a new market, new opportunities that we cannot translate into a tech startup that you can also generate the yeah. kind of revenue that you want. So that's basically what First Founders is, all, uh, about, is, yeah. is all about. Okay, so speaking on taking part of the business digital, yeah, I believe the pandemic that hit the whole world last year should have been kind of like an eye-opener to many businesses. Exactly. Because yeah. at the time, the most part of the global workforce were forced to work from home. Exactly. Okay, and then businesses that didn't have any way to actually... Um, work virtually mm-hmm. really suffered exactly okay so i believe um lessons learned from there should have translated into um how many businesses operate nowadays of course see, yeah. to be very honest with you the pandemic as much as we do not like it yeah. is also a good thing i i actually think so you got I it think so too, and yeah. um what it did was to validate a simple fact technology is now becoming king. It is. <laughs> you understand? It is, yes. And if you don't build a palace for the king that is coming, you will be in the wilderness for a very long time. <laughs> <laughs> you understand? Yes. So, and people began to, people people literally saw themselves in the wilderness. They, they did, yeah. They, they they did. Like they were not prepared for the coming no of one the was king. Prepared. No one was really prepared. <laughs> you understand? Yeah. So, in that moment, everybody began to have like a moment of realization. Be like, mm. you know what? If we don't innovate, we will die. Definitely. If we don't innovate, Left we will die. Yeah. Our operational systems need to change. It needs to go digital. digital yeah. Our product needs to be delivered in a digital means. Mm-hmm. And all of that and all of that. So a lot of people that was just this kind of you know, massive wave mm-hmm. over everybody. Yeah. And they wanted to kind of go with the digital transformation culture or yeah. digital transformation that was kind of taking place yeah. as at that time. Mm-hmm. And between that time and now, it has really helped a lot of businesses to kind of remodel their business Definitely, model. Yeah. That you understand? Yeah. They yeah. rethink their business model. Mm. A lot of people began to rethink leadership. A lot of people began to rethink how work should be done. Should we yeah. go all remote or hybrid and all of that? You understand? So people began to see the need for people to work from home mm-hmm. and all of that. You get it? Yeah. And they also saw it as an opportunity to cut costs. <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> and are. employees themselves enjoy yeah. working from home. Do you understand? Know, yeah. Exactly. That culture yeah. rules. Mm-hmm. You understand? Now everybody yeah. say, you know what? I'd rather work from home. In fact, <laughs> if you want to hire a developer that they will say remote or remote, remote or, 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 or yes. Or, <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> they will yes. begin to give you the option. Sorry, I work remotely. I'm sorry. I'll deliver your job yeah. you know, so the culture changed so mm-hmm. with that I think that it's going to continue to change I think it's wrong yeah. exactly and um, people need to begin to think really very fast in that respect and begin yeah. to kind of rethink all of their yeah. business operations and procedures and operation and all of those yeah. so that um, they they will catch up with the change that yeah. has come yeah, follow the and trend exactly and look at it now I mean the world you see the way Bitcoin started and people were looking at it like it's a joke yeah. NFT is taking place now right now yeah, and yeah, people are still thinking now. it's a joke but those <laughs> who are smart are beginning to kind of delve into that system yeah. Metaverse has come it's going to all change how we are going to react very yeah. soon now everybody's going to have their own world where things are going I to hear happen companies are already building offices do you, in the Metaverse do you, already, yeah. do you understand yeah, so yeah uh, and and people need to begin to really look at these areas and begin to catch up with these opportunities and mm-hmm. think more, especially on how can we position for this change? Yeah. How can we be ready yeah. for this change? Yeah. How can we prepare for this change and all those things? So I think it's just the right time for yes. these things to happen. So yes. the pandemic, yes, of course, contributed to, yeah. for example, 
first founder's new model. Okay. You understand? Because we yeah. feel that there are several people who have ideas and do not know that they can actually go digital with those ideas. Wow. You get? Yeah. So first founders is now trying to propagate the idea of the startup studio. Mm -hmm. You get? Yeah. I will not say we are the first startup studio in Nigeria or Africa, okay. but I will say that the way we were propagating our model yeah. is the first. Mm. You understand? Okay. We are coming from an, an extremely very different angle okay. of building startups and we are giving people the opportunity to even build their startup on credit. Whoa. Exactly. You get Whoa. I don't just want to share some of those things, but you know, yeah. imagine imagine a, a a community of early stage founders where all you just need is an idea. And beyond just building your idea yeah. into a product, yeah. you immediately have a founder's card mm. that gives you credit. Wow. To run your operations for another two years. Wow. You get That's the concept. Genius, yeah. And this is very much more robust than mm -hmm. just saying that it's a yeah. founder's card. Yeah. But it, this is what works on the ground for us. Okay. So that you can you can spend three years in school thinking mm -hmm. just about the problems that exist okay. around you. Yeah. Knowing fully well that there's a firm that, that got your back. Yeah, all the resources you Do you need? understand? Yeah. Yeah. We don't have to begin to give yourself a headache, uh, give yourself a headache about, yeah, hey, yeah, this and that. You just that, know that yeah. when an idea pops in your head, the first thing that should pop in your head is first founders. <laughs> first founders, <man>. okay. <laughs> Do you understand? Yeah. And that is what we are trying to do. That is the vision yeah, we are committed yeah. to and we're trying yeah. to do this. And we're not just doing this in Nigeria. Okay. You know, we are scaling to Dubai. Okay. We, of course, there are, I mean, several um, startup studios in Dubai, really. Okay. But yeah. we are scaling there to cater for the black community. All right. You understand? We are scaling to America to cater for, you know, the diaspora market and all of and that. They are definitely As, lacking. You understand? Yeah. So we want to be able to give them that support yeah. and all of that. So those are just the key areas of opportunities that we are looking at. And we are not yeah. accelerators. Yeah. Accelerators will come, provide you the mentorship, resources, even funding, yeah. and then they leave you to your own fate. <laughs> but we provide an end-to-end -end support in the sense that we guide you. Yeah. We protect you. We nurture you like a baby. We yeah. nurture you from a baby state till you are 18 years old hmm. and we know you are not an adult. You yeah. can go. Yeah. But the accelerator and incubator knows that you are a baby. Yeah. They just say, you know what? Baby, this is your sponge. <laughs> for 12 baby, weeks. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> we'll only hold your hand <laughs> you <understand>? for 12 <laughs> weeks. <laughs> this is your sponge. This is your water. Yeah. These are all the things you need. Go and beat yourself. <laughs> <laughs> if you, you succeed now, or But not, to be honest, it does you. not mean yeah. that accelerator and incubators are bad. Yeah. But... What it just means is that they are saying that, see, once we provide you the resources, they yeah. believe that you already you are ready to go on. Okay. But what is the success rate? Mm. That's a key question we yeah. should be looking at. Yeah. The success rate of incubators and accelerators, because most often, yeah. most often these um, founders get the resources yeah. and something happens. Okay. They don't know how to manage the money. True. True. They don't know what to even do first. Yeah. Some of them even go and develop the product and realize that they've only wasted their resources wow. because they have not found a thorough product market fit. Yeah, yeah. You understand? Yeah. And insight and knowledge is not enough. Even though you've gone through all of the training, yeah. it's not enough. Yeah. The mentorship is not enough. Even the mentor will not have all of the time for you. True. But we, as a startup studio, venture yeah. studio, venture builder, yeah. we have all of the time for you. Okay. We'll be there for yeah. you from the beginning to the very end. We'll help you identify the mistakes before you even take those actions. Mm -hmm. We will look at the gray areas before yeah. you even move into that space. We look at the opportunities. We look at the community that will support you to grow very quickly. Yeah. And most importantly, we are there all the way from you, okay. for you, from start to exit. Mm -hmm. We are there for you. So, and that is what makes the startup studio very different. And if you look at the startup success rate, it's about 625%. Yeah, definitely. You understand? Yeah. You know, and with an, that too. with an IRL of over, you know, say 50%. So the truth is the, uh, the startup studios are beginning to, in Africa, for example, they, they have what it takes to actually build these people. And which is why startup studio only comprises of industry as part. People who have seen failures like yeah. me, yeah. people who've seen it all and can say, yeah. hey, <laughs> Interpretation, please. <laughs> hey, man, where you are going right now is going to lead you to the dungeon. <laughs> Be okay. careful. Yeah. Yes. You know, so that's about it, really. I, I, I think I, I really enjoy or 
like what uh, venture studios are doing. Yeah. And I believe um, accelerators only work with um, companies that have already launched, if uh, I'm correct. Exactly. A lot okay. of accelerators work yeah. with um, companies that have launched, maybe mm-hmm. probably launched an MVP or are working on, on their MVP. Okay. But then some accelerators and incubators still work with people at their idea stage. Oh, really? Yes, they yeah. still do. And once you can convince them that you have a compelling product, yeah. and which is a good thing okay. you get. It's yeah. really a good thing because truly, if um, I go to an incubator and an accelerator and I give them, show them an idea and I prove to them, yeah. what else do they need? need is it. that proof? Yeah, exactly, yeah. Do you understand? Is that yeah. proof of just concept proof, yeah. or that proof that my, I want a yeah. good market? And... Be, it is just their own model. So if they support me, it is my own responsibility to ensure that I maximize their resources to be True. able to build True. my product yeah. and take it to market. Yeah. And that expectation they do have. Mm-hmm. You understand? Mm-hmm. You know, but life happens True. to a lot of founders. Yeah. Life happens yeah. and these things kind of affect you know, then because there's no guidance to how they will take you further. Which is know? why so, most startups fail. Exactly, yeah. which is why about 90% yeah. of startups, you yeah. know, fail. Yeah. Wow. So we want to be able to mitigate that okay. um, by by supporting, you know, these founders end-to-end okay. so that at least we can have more successes in the startup okay. ecosystem. All right, um, David, tell me about, I was very interested when you mentioned that some founders don't want first founders take equity in their company that they would rather pay mm-hmm. okay for you to help their product become viable and yeah. meet a product market fit mm-hmm. um how do you actually charge those founders okay so really um the minimum we take in building a web-based um, startup end-to-end yeah. okay and when i say end-to-end is from ideation to growth market okay we take five thousand dollars okay minimum yeah. and um, if it is a mobile-based startup we take twelve thousand dollars all right it could be more depending on the size of your project but that's the minimum that we take and okay. it's definitely value for money right. to be honest it's yeah, value definitely. for money and also if you compare it to what um let us say a software engineer would take mm-hmm. just in building only your product. Products, they yeah. will not do end to end with you. Mm-hmm. They take almost yeah, it's, the it's same amount. You understand? Money, yeah. But in our own case, we are taking just that small money yeah. and giving you more value. Yeah. You know, which An makes actual sense. products yes, and that, advice, yeah, guidance. Yes. And yeah. even taking you to market. Mm-hmm. We guarantee your first hundred users. Wow. Yes. Because we want to take you to investors. We don't want to take you to investors looking stupid. Exactly. We have to go to investors showing that say look at yeah. the metrics. Mm-hmm. You understand? Look at what we've been able People to do with this product. Exactly. This. And yeah. that's a repeat model to yeah. what it's going on. Yeah. So yeah. the investor is not just only seeing the fact that we build a product, mm-hmm. but they can see that there is an experience okay. with our product with users who are consistent on the platform right. and we have to guarantee that before we take it to the investor because really yeah. they want to get the money from the investor okay. and we because we already understand how these investors think and how they operate yeah. we will cover all of the gaps alright so um, David I'm interested in how first founders um, raise funds for these founders okay, okay. you mentioned that um, you fund and uh provide all the necessary resources, both monetary yeah. and everything needed for these founders mm-hmm. to actually mm-hmm. succeed. Um, where do these resources come from? I mean, financially speaking. Okay, so um, initially we, we we use internal resources. Okay. We've been using internal resources for the startup one or launch. Mm-hmm. Although some of the startups we are building, we don't own them. Oh, yeah. They paid us okay. to do it, okay. but of course we have a right to publicize them. Definitely, because we are still providing the same so, yeah. services to them. So, but right now we are already um, we are right now we are raising about one million dollars, okay. which we we are pretty much advancing okay. with that, yeah. which is serve as our startup investment for some of the startups we want to launch. We are also right now in talks with the Ministry of Economy in Dubai okay. to also secure some venture funding. All right. You know, and um, we are in talks with several. So it's through partnership, basically, okay. with VC community yes. and some angel investors. All right. You know, so um, that's how we are, we're trying to pull money together. Okay. Great. So we we've both gotten very engrossed in what first founders yeah. does. Yeah. That we've actually, <laughs> or I've actually failed <laughs> to ask. How did you come about the name First Founders? I never got to ask. <laughs> Was it spontaneous, or did you like sit down and thought about it? Okay, so um, to be honest with you, I would say that um, 
the name first found us was dropped by God. Wow. Yes, I was in church in Wavbeck at Covenant Nation mm-hmm. and I was praying. And um, then I just came back from politics, okay. elections, and yeah. lost a lot of money, millions of naira. Mm-hmm. And I was thinking, I was just praying that, God, what next? Should I travel out? <laughs> or I should just, uh, exactly, or I should just do what you called me to do. He said, young man, I'm empowering you right now to go raise me wealth creators Wow, that we create jobs. Mm. I'm like, okay, who are the wealth creators? He said, they are entrepreneurs who don't have ideas. Mm. Go and find them. They will okay. create wealth and create jobs and to improve the state of the world, especially Africa. Wow. And the name of that company shall be First Founders. So I just wrote it, First Founders. Wow. So I, my partner was yeah. sitting beside me, you know, and I was like, ah, John, what do you think about this? And she was like, it's not a bad name. How did you get it? I said, it just dropped. Wow. He said, it must be God. I said, yes, it has to be God. <laughs> you know? Yeah. you know. And to be honest with you, the name really resonated with what we're doing because... Mm-hmm. Um, we are your first founders in terms yeah. of we are co-founding a business with you. So we are your first founders Definitely. and you are the first founders based on the <laughs> fact that you are also bringing your idea to us. So yes. it's more or less like, yes, first founders. The name first definitely, founders. Fits. <laughs> yeah. definitely fits. It really does. It really yeah. does. It really, a lot of people get asked me that question. <laughs> like, man, you know what? It's God. <laughs> <laughs> Wonderful. Yeah. Um, so, uh, you, you mentioned that you work with founders. Yeah. Okay. So, do these founders approach you or do you approach these founders? Like, how do you find founders? Okay, so um, we have um, our metrics to how we work, our methodologies. So um, the first program we have, we have about three programs. Okay. One is called the Founders um, in Residence Program. Okay. It's focused on calling for applications okay. for um, within the ecosystem yeah. where... Founders who really don't have ideas, but have entrepreneurial passion and skills. Okay. You know, we bring them on to come and lead our startups. Wow. Yes. We give them 20% equity in the startups that we are building. Whoa. Yes. Second is the venture boot. Okay. The venture boot is basically calling for founders who have ideas, but have not built these ideas or are in in the middle of building, building that, those ideas basically. You know, so we co-own these ideas with them and build the ideas with them until they go to market. We call for applications for that. Okay. You get it. And, um, we have the thought, which is the MVP accelerator program focused on people where either they are working yeah. and they want to have a side also or founders who, will, who have the money, okay. you know, and uh, don't want to co-own the company or right. anybody, yeah. but they like what we are doing and want to work with us. So yeah. of course yeah. we, we go, we go after these people, okay. we market to them yeah. and people, I mean, since one year that we started, people have been reaching out to us. I'm fine. Sometimes I'm kind of baffled by how we, we quickly became popular, <laughs> you understand, okay. within yeah. the ecosystem okay. and um, we'll continue to leverage. But next day, we want to be very aggressive with, you know, content marketing, marketing itself, growth okay. hacking, yeah. to be able to establish the authority of what we're trying to do All right. in the marketplace. Yeah. So if I'm to look at it, we do a lot of content marketing. Yeah. We do call for applications. We do branding. We do marketing. We do management of community. So we have a community called the Founders Network. Yeah where we just invite all types of founders to join, whether you're aspiring, whether you are running, whatever you are, just join yeah. the network. Okay. What we do is to just continue to make you understand that um, through peer-to-peer collaboration, you can believe in yourself. And through that, we also reach out to them to apply for our programs and okay. all of that. Yeah. So, I mean, those are basically the parameters of what we're trying to do. And, and I think it's been making sense so far, so good. Okay. Yeah. So I want to ask, um, how many startups currently has um, first founder has been able to like raise and take to market? Okay, so um, they are in two parts. Okay. The first part is the businesses who came to us and say, build us a tech platform. Okay. So I won't call, I won't say they are startup because we didn't do an end-to-end service for them. Okay, okay. We just built for them yeah. and they, they, they go their way. Okay. I think we, are, we did about 47. Wow. Yeah. So, that was between last year and early this year. So between say... For seven is an impressive number. Between yeah. for two years that the company has been yes, running. Yes, 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 wow. yes, yes, yes. Wow. 
And um, between um, sometime June and this time around, we are now building, say, about 15 startups. Okay. You know, and um, we haven't taken any to market yet. Okay. But like I said earlier, we are taking two to market in January. All right. And um, say by April, we should take an, a couple of, a couple again to market. Okay. And by June or July, we should take the rest yeah. to market. Yeah. But those that we will take to market in January, we're almost done. All right. You know, All so right. we are in the creation stage. Okay. You know, and we, we went through the entire process with them. We did ideation. We did uh, validation. We did yeah. creation. So we are moving on to our spin out sometime okay. in January. And I'm sure that when we launch, people will understand better. Yeah, what it is that we're trying to actually do with our startup studio. So I saw an article online about first founders, how mm. you were able to help two startups receive um, outside funding from investors. Yeah. I think um, Brazil, exactly Brazil. Mm. One is uh, Waste Pushers, yeah, and the other is Two Eight Two Eight Inside yeah, Fashion. Twenty Twenty Eight okay, Inside Fashion. Yeah. Inside Fashion. Okay, tell me about that experience. What was that experience like? Okay, so we're also <laughs> still testing the market as okay. at that time. So, okay. like I said, you know, we're just offering all the services in a loose manner. All right. You know, until when we're able to crystallize all of them into yeah. a component. Okay. So, I started talking to several investors, and an investor in in Brazil just said, you know what, I would like to invest in startup. Call for applications. So I call for applications. Oh. I think about twenty something no, 28 or so okay. applied and they were doing the pitch you know yeah. you know how you do pitch some qualify they will come again they will pitch again and they're yeah. too qualified and okay. invested in them wow that was when I knew that okay what we are doing has a market no, and he just <laughs> wired the money to first founders wow yes he wired the money wow. <laughs> just sent money I'm like okay this is making a lot of okay, sense so this this event now we're talking about was when last year last year yeah Wow. And it made the news. You know, even the Ministry of um, Investment covered okay. it. You know, they talked wow. about it on their website. <laughs> we were just talking <laughs> about it. I'm like, okay, wow. it's making sense. <laughs> Although it's not like it's something new. I mean, yeah, as yeah, at yeah. that time, it was also the wave of a lot of investment. People were getting $2 million, $10 million, yeah, all okay. of that. But right. you know how you test something and it just yes, worked. Yes. You know, but with that, what it has done is I've gotten a lot of recommendation. Okay. You know, to a lot of investors yes. who are not interested in what we're doing okay. and are saying that to see once you are ready, we were putting the money. Yeah. Yeah. So I think that um, so it's definitely taking the company to, to the next level. To the yeah. Next level. Exactly. Wow, that's very impressive. Yeah. Um, so I saw, um, I was on LinkedIn the other day and I saw a kind of like a chart on how much startups in Africa has been able to raise in the, in this year, this year, 2021. Yeah. And I found that, um, Nigerian startups actually raised the bulk yes, of uh, exactly. the money that we raised exactly, exactly, exactly. by startups. Like, can, you share, did, yeah, can you share your view on that? Like, why is it that Nigerians like, is to Nigerians are topping the exactly, list? Exactly. Yeah. Nigerians Where are they getting are that aggressive. traction? They are aggressive. <laughs> okay. <laughs> you know, Nigerians they know they carry last. <laughs> okay. You understand? Yeah. But uh, more importantly, if you look mm. at the success rate of startups on a holistic mm. level, Nigerian startups have done more. You understand? Peak flutter wave. True. You know, True. became a unicorn last year. Yeah. Pay stack. Yeah. Raised so was sold to stripes for two hundred million dollars. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You know, um team apt. Mm. You know, became a unicorn. Yeah. You know, just begin to mention these names. You see that okay. the most thriving startups yeah. right now in yeah. Africa are from Nigeria. Okay. And the ones that are making the global rounds. Yeah from Nigeria. Definitely, so it's yeah. just natural that um, where the crowd flows, mm -hmm. you understand, the money yeah. goes, you understand. True, so true. when you hear, you know, it's just like when you do PR for yourself, yeah. you just begin to get all kinds of calls. <laughs> exactly. I mean, yeah. I saw your innovation, man. I saw you in. People <laughs> <laughs> that were never interested. Do you understand? Yeah. Just because the, the people can feel the buzz exactly, yeah. about your brand. So mm -hmm. I think kudos to Nigerian founders, you know, um, kudos to people like Inyaboyeji, Boson, Tijani. Yeah. I mean, these are great guys that are, have really helped the ecosystem yeah, yeah, thrive. Yeah, yeah. And they've been able to help, you know, they've inspired millions, a generation of young founders yeah. who were able to take the bull by the horn yeah. to drive a new narrative within the tech ecosystem. Mm -hmm. You know, it's, it's, it wasn't really very easy, yeah. but the truth is that um, it's going to get better. Okay. It's definitely going to get better. Yeah. 
um, we are going to get more funding. You can be sure of that Definitely. because um, there is now more and more success stories. Yeah. And that's part of the fact there were a few challenges with those who were running away with money. Yeah. All of that, but the majority of. Um, Founders have shown a high level of integrity yeah. and have shown that indeed they actually know what they're yes, doing. Yes, found yeah. startups can become global from this space. Yeah. Yes, and the other African countries too have done incredibly yeah, well. Doing and, doing and, and we are coming for them. We're coming for them. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So as I wrap up this segment, um, first founders is two years in already. It will be two years next year. Operationally, it will be two years in June. 2022. All right. By registration with the authorities, yeah. it will be two years in March. Oh, okay. So we are March. still less than two years. <laughs> <It's> less, okay. <laughs> but then, please, can you share with us some of the challenges that you've um, yes. experienced along the yes, way? Yes, yes, yes. Challenges. I mean, uh, uh, to be honest, there were several challenges. Okay. In, initially, um, um, we had a problem with. Um, our technology, for example, okay. there was um, our digital assets at some point were not protected. Mm. You know, so there were a few things that happened that um, taught us a very hard lesson. All right. You know, we we're able to sort out the issue, but what it did for me was that it gave me an idea of what the big picture would look like if okay. if we didn't really take care of the very yeah. tiny details now. Yeah. Okay. You understand? We, are, we still need funding. We need, I mean, funding sometimes, and you know, I have to use, a lot of times I have to bring in, personal. I'm a strategist, so I make right. money, I'm a brand myself, yeah. and I make money <laughs> okay, myself. Yeah. You know, so I have to bring a lot of my personal resources into oh, the company. Okay. Of course, as an investment. Yeah. You know, so um, in the earlier stages, it was pretty much like, yeah, we have to go through all of that. So we have our challenges. And right now, we're also trying to internally structure the company in such a way that uh, we will be able to, you know, motivate people who work in the company okay. to be their best and yeah. also enjoy the benefit of yeah. working in a company. The good news about our company is that um, you come as an employee, you end up right. as an entrepreneur or entrepreneur. Okay. Because for every startup that employees will get to work Mm -hmm. on yeah. in the, within the company they yeah. get 1% equity each in those startups wow yeah, and that is part of our own benefit to yeah. letting you understand that see you you are not only coming here to home and salary yeah. you can also you know build actually build yeah, and, like in, be a part company, of exactly, become, company, and yeah. also own yeah. part of yeah. those companies yeah. that we're trying to do so but then the truth is that um, also we have not been able to authoritatively establish our presence as a company within the larger tech ecosystem, considering mm -hmm. my own profile as a person too, yeah. you understand? So, okay. but I know that it's always a journey. Definitely. It's always a journey. We are closing in and we gradually, we are already letting people know that we have what it takes. At yeah. least it is through our conversations and, and, and um, what we are doing that you're able to invite us to this true, podcast true, today, you understand? True, yes. So, yeah. and I must thank you for seeing value in us and for wanting yeah. to, for inviting us to come to share our story, you understand? Thank so, you for actually. Yeah, coming. yeah. So it's just a journey and yeah. we will continue to work and I'm excited about our team. Yeah. You know, I have some, some of the fantastic people within the company who, are, who believe so strongly in the vision. Okay. Yeah. and who see themselves as part of the vision and yeah. that is what makes it more imp interesting you know mm -hmm. I'm a Christian so I believe in the part of the Bible that says Habakkuk 2 verse 2 that say lay the vision plain upon the table and he that see it it will run after it mm. you understand yeah. so I lay the vision plain upon the table and my interesting powerful people yes. <laughs> will be running after it. this vision you know and <laughs> that gives me hope that gives me hope that okay I'm doing something right yeah. you know and again some guys in California and Silicon Valley have been talking to us okay. and I've been um, interested in what we're trying to do. So okay. it also shows that, hey, come on, we are doing we'll something, do something right here. here. You understand? Exactly. And that's, yeah. that's about it for us. So, but we'll continue to grow from there. All right. Uh, thank you very much, Larry. So moving on to the other segments. Okay. Um, I know most or uh, the two major problems that uh, aspiring founders have Okay, in Nigeria and I think in other parts of the world, there's one funding. Mm -hmm. And some that have ideas that should be executed digitally don't have that skill. Okay. Okay, many are not actually programmers per se. Mm -hmm. Okay, so they have this problem finding CTOs. Technical partners. Exactly. So please uh, share some insights uh, on that for, uh, to us. Yeah, of course. Technical partners form an integral part of any tech startup. Okay. You know, especially in the in their early stages. Mm -hmm. But I always say something to founders who have ideas. Mm -hmm. I always say that um, it is better to be a small part of a big thing mm. than to be a big part of a small oh, thing. Small thing. Okay. What that means is this: 
nobody should have an idea and think that you want to own the idea 100%. Okay. You get Yeah. So, while you develop your idea, mm-hmm. you know that people form an important part of helping that, executing that idea exactly, in, in yeah. its real form. So, why don't you begin to look for those people? Yeah that will form part mm-hmm. of that idea. Mm-hmm. You must first of all highlight what your own weaknesses are. Yeah. You understand? So yeah. as an entrepreneur, as a founder myself, I yeah. highlighted my weaknesses. Oh. I know what? I already knew that I cannot own first founders 100%. Percent, yeah. And how will I not own it? I have to now outsource those weaknesses in form of equity. True. <laughs> Say, true. okay, come take over this. Yeah. Take equity. You take this part. Take <laughs> equity. You understand? Yeah. So, Technical partners are needed if you are yeah. building something, especially if you are building by yourself. <clears throat> Excuse me. So, but then, and again, this is not to market first founders, but you yeah. also say that, see, first founder can be your CTO. <laughs> okay. Because we have the engineering team. Yeah. So if you have an idea and you're having that trouble, yeah, come to first founders. We are your automatic CTO. Hmm. Because we'll take care of all of that. Wow. We'll answer all the questions yeah. for you. Yeah. You get it. Yeah. So, but if you have to go yourself, then be ready you know, to part with some equity, find the right, you know, find the right people, yeah. you know, and to, to really find a cow, to find a co-founder can be very funny sometimes. Yeah. But when you join the right network, network and with uh, the right mentorship yeah. and with the right guidance yeah. from people who have already succeeded. So I think the first yeah. things first is while looking for a technical partner, mm-hmm. join networks, okay. founders network. Yeah. Also, f- identify somebody who is already a senior in the ecosystem okay. that you we will be under his tutelage as right. a mentor. And yeah. then you share your needs yeah. with the person. The person can also help you to identify the right technical partner awesome. for your yeah. project. All right. Instead of you just wake up and pick one or two people, because beyond the fact that skill form an important part of that selection, yes. Mm, yes. character also plays an important role. True. The vision also forms an important part yeah. of yeah. All this whole thing. Some people mm. are just particular about the money. Okay. You say, okay, once we raise money, I'm off. And you wouldn't know. (laughs) No, you won't. (laughs) You understand? So, but in their character, you Mm -hmm. can see the red lights. Mm-hmm. You, can, you can see, you can see, yeah. yes, you can see the red flags rather, and then you can see the indicators. Yeah. So all of these things will also help you mm-hmm. to identify this, you know, these um, gray areas. But right. then the reality is that as a founder, if you're building a technical product, mm-hmm. you need either a technical partner mm-hmm. or you need in form of an individual or in form of an yeah. organization. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So um, from uh, the little I know about uh, venture funding, yeah. I believe... Oh, I, I, I see that most uh, VCs mm-hmm. like to invest in companies where the CEO himself or herself is the CTO. don't know if that makes sense. Yeah, oftentimes there are, yeah. there are VCs that think in that way because mm-hmm. they feel that if you own the vision yeah. and you can build the build vision, out, yeah. if everybody leaves, the vision remains, yeah, the definitely. product remains. Okay. But yeah. I, I am not of that school of thought. Okay. And the reason for that is because I can be the visionaire mm-hmm. and be the CTO and build a product to a certain point yeah. and I walk away. Mm. There are people who have built product and walked away mm-hmm. from that product. Mm-hmm. You understand? I can yeah. give examples. Okay. You understand? Yeah. You know, but the truth is, I think the secret is mostly in VCs should begin to look at it more from the angle of is this person a leader? Is he a team player? Yeah. Okay. So I can be the founder and the visionary of a product. Yeah. And if I have the quality of a team player, mm. you understand? Mm-hmm. And I'm a visionary. Yeah. I'm a leader. Yeah. I'll be able to keep a CTO. Wow. Wow. Do you understand? Yes, I do. So how are you selling your vision? Mm. You get it. So mm-hmm. this should also begin to look at things from that perspective. Right. We should yeah. be able to look at it from the capacity of ability to hold that vision. Yes. And hold the people. Mm-hmm. Build a solid team. Exactly. Yeah. If we can identify that, boom. Yeah. Good. That doesn't in any way mean that if you are the CTO and you are the CEO, it's bad. Bad. Okay. But will everybody really be that way? <laughs> no. No. Exactly. No. Everybody won't be that, that way. way yeah. So we must also create that room for that, those gaps. True. Yes. By looking True. at other alternative qualities that can make the person really keep. So, and for me, how I will know that you will keep your vision for a very long time. Time. You know, mm-hmm. is you know, put you within the hungry state. Mm. You get? Yeah. I want to know how hungry you are. Yeah. 
You understand? Mm-hmm. I will make resources cast for you. If I'm your investor, yeah. I give you the first money. I'll call that money your bait. Okay. Then I'll make the resources cast for a period of time. Then I'll see what your attitude oh, yeah. tells me. Okay. Then I'll know that, okay, you'll become redundant within a period of time. Okay. And with that in mind, I'll be careful. Mm. Yeah. Do you understand? Yeah, yeah. So these are there are different different you know Nuances things to, to look it. at yeah. when it comes to that. But I think I know that some VCs look at things from that perspective. But okay. it's good. Yeah. But they should begin to also look at it from another perspective. Okay. Yeah. All right. So final question. Thank you. Uh, what's your advice to aspiring founders? Aspiring founders, yeah. they should all come to first founders. <laughs> <laughs> you know, aspiring okay. founders, we need you. Come to first founders. Let's help you turn your ideas yes. to reality. But in in reality, mm-hmm. aspiring founders should believe that they can do it. Yeah. Africa is in a state right now where more solutions are needed because we have more problems than solutions yeah, right do. now. Yeah. Let aspiring founders begin to identify with the problem that they're going to turn into a solution. Okay. The good news is that there are organizations, there are firms, there is now a support system hmm. that can help them translate those ideas yeah. into reality. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So that's being said, they should, they should, I mean, a lot of young people should begin to look at what problem can I solve? Hmm. What skills can I gather? Okay. You understand? Yeah. So they should begin to build their entrepreneurial skills. They should even begin to build their tech skills. And to be honest with you, being a tech person does not mean that you have to only program. Mm. You can be a scrum master. Mm. You understand? Yeah. A scrum master is somebody that knows how to coordinate the programmers. Okay. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Do you understand? Yes. I am a scrum master. Okay. Yeah. I understand Scrum. Okay. Even though I've not written the professional exams. Yeah. But I know what Scrum is. I yes. know how to coordinate. I know the product. I know the technical jargons. Mm-hmm. I know the different, you know, resources and tools needed to build a product. product. Okay. You get. Yes. And I know how programmers think. I know what to tell them to get them to be motivated. Okay. You get. So yes. I think that it's important as an aspiring founder, know something about everything and everything about something. Mm. That way it keeps you on top of your game. Then sure. begin to actively think about a problem you are going to solve. Okay. Because there is one just close yeah. to you. Yeah. If you look exactly. close enough. Exactly. And not just money. Yes. Because most people look at the money yes. involved in uh, yes. running a successful exactly. business. Exactly. And one thing that a lot of Aspiring founders need to also put in mind is that try to read, mm. try to research. Okay. Because it is in your researching that you will find opportunities. Wow. There's an inner mind in all of us. Yeah. The ordinary eyes can't see the problem, but the inner mind can see. Mm. You understand? Yeah. And it is that moment that you find Eureka. Okay. You understand? Galileo did not shout Eureka, Eureka in, um, in the bathroom because he just, he poured water on his head and he just shouted, who record, found an idea that solves the problem. No, yeah. he has been reading. Mm-hmm. He has been thinking. He's yeah. been researching. And, and there was a crystallization of all of those things. When he got point, to the brother, yeah. he just got it. Boom. Yeah. Okay, yes, <laughs> this is what I've been looking Do you understand? Yes. So, yes. when you read, you research, mm-hmm. you know, you learn skills and all of that, yeah. you definitely, you know, move. So, in three words, yeah. in three words, yeah. read, mm-hmm. research, research, and network. And network. Okay. When you read, what it to yes. give you information. Mm-hmm. When you research, to give you statistics yeah. and gives you market opportunity. You will see mm-hmm. what you, because your ideas is going to come through the connection of your reading and research. Yeah. When you read, it gives you information, mm-hmm. right? Yes. When you process that information with statistics, it gives yeah. you an idea. Mm-hmm. Because yeah. within that statistics, you will find need. Yeah. You will find gaps. Exactly. Do you know that every statistics gives us gap? Mm. Yes. <laughs> Every time oh. you see statistics, yes. it will tell you it's comparing things. Yes. Comparing situations. Mm-hmm. You understand? Yeah. It means that one will be better than the other. Yeah. There okay. exists a gap. Yes. Yes. Do you understand? Mm-hmm. If you now marry it with something you've read about, okay. then it becomes a solution. True. It becomes an idea that you wow. cannot build into a solution. You yeah. understand? So when you do that, then you network with the right people. Yes. Okay. With that, you would definitely do well. All right. Um, I really want to wrap this up, but I've gotten very interested in something you just said now. Um, when it comes to networking, yeah, okay. Um, I don't know, especially young entrepreneurs. Okay, mm. they 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 are like scared of approaching successful founders or successful entrepreneurs in the sense that they feel they don't have the knowledge to engage with these people. And so they just like stay back and refuse or push 
approaching uh, those people. Uh, do you think there is a way for successful founders like yourself yeah. to motivate aspiring founders to approach them, like make themselves more open? Exactly. Yeah. You see, one thing you must put into perspective is that successful founders are busy people. True. There's an accountability for their time. Yeah. There's an account for their time. Yeah. So if you're an aspiring founder, you don't want to waste a founder's time. Time. Yeah. So the question is this, how do you really approach them? Okay. You must have something of value. Yeah. And I tell people, don't, don't badge into people. Mm. Take your time to know the person first. Okay. You don't have to go and meet the person. Yeah. We have Google, we have LinkedIn. Okay, exactly. Find the person's full name. Mm -hmm. See what the person is posting. Yeah. See everything. Follow the person for a while. Personalize your approach. Exactly. And yeah. understand how that person thinks. Then you strike. Mm. There will always be a meeting point. Definitely. Unless there is no there is no hunger for something that you want from that person. Yeah. You yeah. understand? Yeah. Then you must set your objectives. What do I want from this person? Yeah. It is from there that you strike. You yeah. begin your conversation, right? Mm. Good. The second thing, on the other hand, yes. founders are now, I believe they are now beginning to be to open up. They okay. come to conferences, right? Yeah. Yeah. You can read, they come online and they talk, yeah, right? Exactly. Good. So now, I think successful founders just need to be able to say, okay, you know what? If you are an aspiring founder, you come to me, mm. I will attend to you. Wow. So which means that successful founders should be more vocal yeah. about their accommodating skills. Exactly. You understand? Let them say, well, I'm accommodating. If you come, yeah. I will answer I'm you. I'm open. I'm open. But yeah. that does not mean, this, but these are the parameters for exactly. which I am open to yes. you. So yes. if I don't respond to you, you go it and walk you on yourself. Fit. Yes, exactly. You get the concept. Yeah, yeah. So I always like to make myself available mm -hmm. and I let people know. Yeah. And I, I have adopted this style for myself. I'm very liberal yeah. as a human being. Mm -hmm. You know, when you come to me, yeah. I will attend to you yeah. the first time. Yeah. If you don't impress me, I will oh, tell you. Yeah. No, I won't cut you off. I will okay. just tell you if you come to me the next time, I'm not going to respond to you because you wasted my time. Mm. So you can go and work. Yeah. You go and work on yourself. Yeah. You get, as I like to give feedback. Okay. That's what it mass communication. So I yeah. believe in the power of communication sender yeah. to receiver, their feedback. Feedback yeah. is what is key in the whole of that equation. Definitely. Yeah. So, so I give yes. you that feedback so that you can know that, oh, this person does not want this type of model. Yeah. Let me create a new model. Yeah. You get it. So I think founders can also adopt. Okay. I mean, successful founders can adopt that for helping as many young people as possible. But like I always will say again, you know, Push yourself. Okay. Success attracts success. True. Push yourself. If you don't be running after one person for a very long time. Yeah. You understand? Try. I'm okay. not saying you shouldn't try. Try. Yeah. You can keep trying. No problem. But while you are trying, the reason for which you yeah. are talking to them, mm -hmm. working in, okay. be working on it. Yeah. Be working on it. Yeah. You will be surprised. They will reach out to you. Mm. Because they will see your progress. True. You understand? Yeah. I never stop talking about your program. The good thing is that the, there's a platform that can allow people to talk. Yeah. Social media. Yeah. Keep updating people about your progress. Yeah. And when people see it, they will first of all watch. And that's the thing about the social media. They will watch you. Okay. And then when they watch you, they will watch that. They will watch you with doubt first. <laughs> when you become consistency, yes. they will watch your consistency. Mm. You understand? Yeah. When they watch your consistency, they will watch your message. Mm. When they watch your message, they will watch your results. Okay. The moment they see your results, yeah. they will call you. Wow. All right. Um, I cannot thank you enough, <laughs> Mr. David, for doing this with you're, us. You're welcome. Thank you very much for you're coming welcome. on the show and sharing your story thank and you. your insights into the uh, ecosystem, startup ecosystem. Yeah. I believe our listeners have learned a lot. And... What you're doing at First Founders, I believe, will really help a lot of people of and help the economy of course. Um, as a whole. And yeah. I think you should um, really keep up the good work. <laughs> yeah, definitely. <laughs> yeah, we will. Because companies like this will definitely make things easier for founders. Of course. Bring those ideas that will really transform Africa yeah. and transform the world yeah. as a whole. Thank you very much, Mr. David. You're welcome. So I just asked my last um um, suggestion. I yeah. think that um, since you have the podcast, it's a media platform. Yeah. You know, you can as well devote maybe one minute out of every session to okay. say if you're an aspiring founder, there is hope for you. Yeah. This is not not mention first founder. Yeah. Just say there is hope for you. Join yeah. our, join this network. Okay. Come and share your story and pitch your idea and you just might 
you know, maybe wow. bring people like us to the platform okay. and we will listen and say, oh, great idea. Come to First Founder, let's build it for you. Wow. So that way they know like that, that, oh, if oh. I have an idea, let me just even go and say my rubbish on yes. this platform. <laughs> These people, right. they might just, I might just find an opportunity. Yes, yes. You get it? So okay. that way we are collaborating to make the world better. I love that. Mm. Thank you, Mr. <laughs> David. You're welcome. Um, that's it on this week's uh, episode. Uh, please join us again next week as we invited another interesting founder to discuss with us the story behind their company and how they've been able to overcome challenges and run a successful business. Thank you guys very much. You've been listening to the Made in Africa podcast from Jamit.app. I'm your host, Gemeshi Samuel, and I'll see you guys next week. Peace. That's all on this week's episode. I hope you enjoyed it. Don't forget to subscribe to the Made in Africa podcast on the Jamit app or wherever you get your podcasts. Your questions and or comments are appreciated. I'm your host, Kimishi Samo, and you've been listening to the Made in Africa podcast. Thank you.